Hello, hello, everybody. Okay, so once again, here we are together. And of course, you know, I am Chantal Hai, Canada's dating coach, and you are listening to my dating and relationship podcast. And guys, I'm so sorry. I usually have this super bouncy, fun music that I play for you that was made for our podcast by the amazing Rich Pendlebury. But we don't have that today, so I'm getting right into it. And what I have for you is another interview. So as you know, I've been talking to the people here at Harmony Wellness Collective. We have all these different practitioners that bring what we call a collective approach to healing. So we look at you, my body and soul. And when somebody comes to see us, we do an intake, we find out what their goals are, we find out some of their history, we have a group meeting, we discuss what the different practitioners can do for that person, and then really address them in all aspects. And I want to bring you somebody who is just really great at helping you heal inside and out, helping you heal your self-image, helping you heal your body. Her name is Juliana Lehman. She's a nutritionist. She specializes in weight release. Hi, Juliana. Hello. <laughs> so, you know, I always like to start with this question because I know people are curious as to what brings people to certain fields. So here's the first question. What makes you qualified to do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for having me here. It's quite an honor. Uh, and I've been, I fell in love with nutrition back in 2004. And from that one, you know, specific in instance, like from that point on, I've studied nutrition in all, all the different capacities that I possibly could, from physiology to biochemistry, all the way to more uh, encompassing, say, holistic concepts. Uh, and I spent really the last, say, 10, 15 years. Um, getting to understand the physical body, almost like becoming the mechanic of the physical body like you have for a car, so that I can actually take people uh, in a healing journey similar to what I experienced myself. I've struggled with various things, but most predominantly uh, a very chronic spinal condition that have the last, say, 15 plus years given me a lot of pain, migraines, and quite debilitating <laughs> sort of, you know, um, sort of lack of movement in different uh, times in my life and I've been through various specialists and also had spinal surgery in 2012 to really address what was going on wow. later in life I got a diagnosis for fibromyalgia like in the early stages and so on so I had lots of opportunities to grow my knowledge in the last say decade and a half to uh, address my own health concerns and that was almost like a propeller for me to continue to study and grow and understand the human body in a very fundamental way so that we could make real sustainable long-term changes to it. So it's kind of like my motivation behind the scenes. When it comes to weight, which is really the area that I'm most fascinated uh, by, I have a very personal relationship with gaining weight and having difficulty losing weight. Uh, so I started in 2008, 2010. I was heavily medicated for my condition before my surgery and the medication really changed my metabolism. And I went from a very fit, very athletic size four to a size 12 fairly quickly. 
and being born and raised in Brazil, I've experienced a lot of body shaming and just, you know, constant reminders <laughs> that I didn't look like I've always had my whole life. And um, I develop such a deep level of compassion for what people go through when they are not, say, able to meet the very sort of shallow standards, right, that we have in our society of what, you know, healthy or beauty looks like. Right. Well, Brazil is the cosmetic surgery capital of the world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the expectation, too, from, like, mm. family members and even friends uh, is such, right? So uh, it was a, a big journey for me to get to terms with my own body, uh, really addressing my health on that core level of physiology, but also the emotional aspect that comes with it. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about today is how emotions tie into your physical body. And one of the things that that we were we we're talking about and that I wanted to ask you is, you know, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to themselves physically and their ability to find love? Absolutely. And in in my opinion, that is the fact that we have to love ourselves fully before being able to be loved by somebody else, right? Uh, there's definitely a component of self-acceptance, obviously, that makes us open to relationships and to receive love externally. But I feel if we believe that we have to love every inch of ourselves deeply and profoundly before we become eligible, say, to receive love from somebody else, that puts such a high level of pressure that all we then become able to do is force the body to change its shape externally, right? It becomes almost like a fight, like a struggle, rather than a process that could actually be beautiful and a big part of self-discovery. Uh, so I don't believe that we have to be a size two or a size four to become eligible to receive love. But at the same time, loving ourselves completely when we look in the mirror and we don't see, say, the image that we want may not be achievable. Uh, it's a lot more about our perceptions of ourselves in relation to how we love ourselves rather than a specific goal that's put outside by, you know, magazines or societies or so on. Yeah, you know, I, I hear that a lot, this... Like we hear this all the time, right? On media, it's it's on so many memes that we see on Facebook and Instagram, and it's like self love, self love, self love, and we're like literally being pounded with the message of <laughs> yes. self love. And I, I hundred percent support that we need to learn to love ourselves. Yeah. Um, but you know, when people come to me and they say, "I've just been through a bad relationship. I'm not ready to date right now. Um, I need to learn to love myself." I say, here's where you use the no kissing for three months rule because mm -hmm. it gives you the time and space to continue to work on yourself while not closing the door on the potential of a relationship because you don't know what the universe is going to send your way. Right. And so, and, and self-love is also, in my practice, it's being able to say no to the wrong people. Right. So when you, when you say, I'm going to have a time and space option on the table, and anybody who's not happy with that can walk away. That for me is a form of self-love. Like mm -hmm. I love myself too much to allow myself to get pulled into the wrong relationship. Absolutely. I love, love that you, that you come at this with the idea that you don't have to be quote unquote perfect yes. before finding a relationship that, 
you know, self-love is part of the process of even finding a relationship. Exactly. And, and I mean, relationships, it's a relationship with ourselves too. Like we forget that relationships aren't just an exterior view. It's also an interior view. What is the relationship that you have with yourself? Absolutely. And I love it. Like you're say three months in this case, because sometimes it's more a question of giving ourselves time to sort things through and really work on those emotions that are blocking, you know, us being able to find the one or, you know, that type of thing more so than looking at ourselves in the mirror and repeating to ourselves, I love every part of us, even if we don't, right? So mm -hmm. I think giving that space to work on that from whatever modalities or angles that we have access to is the important part mm -hmm. rather than having the expectation to be at the finish line to be able to find love yeah or the idea that no one's gonna love me until exactly mm. exactly yes, yes. No. thanks but that's exactly it yes yeah <laughs> yeah you are lovable right now baby girl uh okay so here's another question um what are things people can do to overcome the misconception absolutely and the first one that I like to say is really focusing the uh, or changing the focus from weight loss to what I call weight release. So when we think about losing something, there's a very external um, point of view, but also there's that pressure, right? So then you say you have a number on the scale that you want to hit or something like a pair of pants that you want to fit into. Uh, and I feel that that adds so much pressure to the process. I actually have started a small movement called Toss the Skinny Jeans. Toss the Skinny <laughs> yes. Jeans, nice. Which essentially means donate, not tosses and toss. Um, and I did a whole thing about tossing my pair of skinny jeans on Instagram some time ago. But the concept there is instead of putting reminders and pressures of what you do not have, let's release that and really focus on letting go of the things that are holding us back. So weight release in this concept is understanding that getting to your optimum weight is an internal game rather than an external one. And that would include for most people the whole emotional component as well as. Uh, so I like to say find other, so as a practical thing you can do, find other markers of health that have nothing to do with the scale. So say if you have low energy levels or if you have sleep problems, or whatever else, like if you and your hair and skin to be healthier, as you work through either yourself or with somebody, look for those markers that are not, you know, the number of pounds in there to really shift your focus to health instead of a number on the scale, uh, to start bringing that inner focus rather than an external one. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. Like, you know, when I work with people, uh, being a social scientist, um, and like I'm a spiritual social scientist, obviously, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people know that about me, but I am very scientific in my approach mm -hmm. and I get people to literally change their mind by changing their brain structure. And I help them understand that we are born with a brain that holds on to negative thoughts and releases the positive ones because it is a brain built for survival. Mm -hmm. And when you have to remember in a jungle, which is where we came from mm -hmm. a couple hundred thousand years ago, we had to remember to not eat that again, to not go there again, because things were much more dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so we have this brain that is geared towards retaining the negatives, releasing the positives, which isn't so functional in the world we live in today. 
and I help them switch it to a brain that retains the positive and releases the negative. And when you say you want to switch the language from loss to release, and I think about that going from the negative brain to the positive brain, and then another thing that I work with, which is frequency, mm-hmm. and how the words you say carry frequency, the thoughts Absolutely. you have have frequency. Mm-hmm. So when you're changing, again, the way that you're talking to yourself, when you look in the mirror, when you look at your body, when you look at what your goals are, and you're switching up the frequency of the language that you're using, it really further helps your brain adapt to where you need it to go, which is one of the steps that you talk about, which is releasing stress. Absolutely. And even if you look at the dictionary, the word release, one of the definitions is, is the state of being freed, right? And so many people, I think, trap themselves in their own sort of inner jail when they don't feel like themselves. One of the real reasons that I do what I do is to get people to feel comfortable with themselves enough to put themselves out there and share their light and be of service to the world. Mm -hmm. And when we're not comfortable with ourselves, we don't put ourselves out there, right? Like we hide behind loose clothes and big purses or, you know, behind other people in photos. And it's like bringing us back to our spotlight, regardless of how we look, just by loving ourselves in that capacity. Now, the one thing you said that I think is a great segue is the whole aspect of stress, right? And I completely agree, and that's very much in a very physiological way, the approach. So the number one thing that I work with people on a weight release journey is really on managing stress in all different capacities, right? And because, like you said, we're basically built to survive, our body is amazing at producing cortisol, the stress hormone. Right, we're literally engineered to survive and that we, we have to work with it, we can fight it. But what happens if we're very stressed, say lifestyle-wise, or stressed because we're putting a lot of perceived stress by, say, trying to follow a very strict way of eating or you know, trying to lose weight in a quick pace or whatever that is, high levels of cortisol contributes to a big metabolic chaos that makes getting there even more difficult. Right, it can impact your sleep, cortisol can impact inflammation in the body, it can impact even how we deposit body fat, it can raise blood sugar. So there is a whole cascade, metabolic cascade that happens when our stress hormones are out of balance. And to release excess weight on a very physiological level, we must address stress and cortisol. Yeah, stress is huge actually. Um, Ariana Huffington, who is the founder of Huffington Post, she really got into uh, studying sleep. And one of the things that she discovered is it's better to sleep in than get up at 6 a.m. and go to the gym. You will lose more weight getting more sleep than you will working out. So sleep is super important. Cortisol, reducing that is super important. I love how you touched on being of service because being with people reduces stress um feeling Mm -hmm. that connection doing good things makes you feel good and you can't feel good and be stressed out at the same time so like everything you're saying just really makes so much sense absolutely and really like the last like point in that whole thing is if you look at the body uh i personally look at the body and i welcome others to do so very with so much awe and appreciation right like 
as you start to study physiology and biochemistry, you see that there's billions of little things, reactions all happening at the same time, right? Just the fact of breathing is a miracle. Getting up and walking is a miracle that a lot of times we take for granted, right? Yeah. So really bringing back that love for your body in a very fundamental way uh, and just looking at the beauty of it and understanding all the pieces and how perfect we are no matter where we are in our lives and our journeys, right? Even myself with all my injuries and physical struggles, still looking at it with gratitude because they made me the person I am today. They mm. gave me opportunities that I, you know, brought me here today and having complete love and appreciation for that. That's, a, I find like kind of a good entry point in terms of physically loving the whole, the whole self. Yeah. Let me um, ask you this. What's the first thing you say to yourself when you wake up in the morning? Well, myself, I just give my husband a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> That's like our little ritual. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, good morning and really start the day on a very grateful place. Mm -hmm. I have a little thing that I make for myself and my clients. It's a whole mindset practice for the morning. I have on the other side of the bedtime. So I just go yeah. through my personally uh, favorite affirmations and just like putting that gratitude out as in I'm able to get up and have the day that I choose to and I find that to be a privilege right yeah. what's your favorite affirmation um at bedtime my favorite one is I'm grateful for and then I look back and I pick something but in the morning I'd say the one that I usually go to is that um you know we make our own choices uh, so mm -hmm. it's not quite how it goes I don't specifically but it's something in the lines that you know there's no excuses today I go out there and I make my own choices oh I love that, that <laughs> every like, day every one day at a time but yeah, every day that's so beautiful and yeah. powerful thank you oh that is the <laughs> perfect place to end this thank you Juliana I really really appreciate your input on this this is such a great interview do you have a website where people can find you uh, yeah absolutely so I am on the Harmony Wellness website on the nutritional uh, sort of link but my personal website is naturallyjoyous.ca I love it thank you again <laughs> thank you and thank you guys for listening in as always you know I appreciate you you know I love you and you know I'm going to talk to you soon Bye.